1: You may have asked yourself why someone would cheat on the person they love. Can they really love someone if they cheat on them? Well, today you get the chance to understand more about this in Relationship Radio. Hi, I'm Gemma James, and today I am joined by Stephen in Greenville, South Carolina, who is going to share his story. Welcome to Relationship Radio.
0: This is Relationship Radio, an extension of Marriage Helper International, hosted by renowned marriage and relationship expert Dr. Joe Beam and CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes. We answer your questions directly with research-based principles that you can implement immediately. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Relationship Radio.
1: So I suppose we'll just start at the beginning and um, hear a bit about how you met your wife when you first met.
2: Uh, so my wife and I actually first met, uh, when we were in high school, um, she had just moved here from Montreal and her family, uh, didn't, didn't know very many people. And, um, and she didn't speak a a lot of English. Her primary language was French at the time. And, uh, my family invited them over for a 4th of July celebration. And, uh, that was the first time I ever met her. Um, but, um, we, we really didn't become romantically involved until much later when, uh, when we were in our early twenties. Um, and, and we dated and, and then, uh, ended up falling in love and, and getting married.
1: So what was it that first attracted you to your wife?
2: Um, she had a really, my wife, um, and, and she still does. Uh, she has a really, uh, a really great laugh. It's not a, it's not a big Horsing ha laugh. It's it's not too dainty of a laugh. It's just a it's it's a perfect laugh for a female and, and uh that and she has striking blue eyes um with um with dark brown hair.
1: I can see you're already feeling it as you talk about her. Um so you can see the strength of the connection. So how, so how long was it that you were dating um, before you got married?
2: Well, we dated twice before, before we got married. Uh, we dated for about nine months, um, nine or ten months uh, initially, and then there was a break in there. And um, I, I joined the military and went away with the military for a while. And then uh, a couple years later, we, we dated again. And, and the second time we dated – Um, you know, we, we kind of knew that, uh, that we were going to get married. And so we didn't date for very long the second time. Maybe, um, we, we started hanging out, I guess, for, for a while. And then, and then we, we really started dating and probably only dated for about six or seven months before we got married, uh, in, in December of 2007.
1: So how would you describe your relationship at the beginning?
2: So at the beginning of the marriage, it was, it was good. It was very good. Um, we had already kind of been through a lot of the rough parts, the ups and downs, um, as far as, um, you know, having dated and and having kind of broken up, up already. And, and so we'd already kind of been through a lot. There was a little bit of stress. We were both young. Um, I was, uh, I was freshened into a new career. And, uh, so there, there wasn't lots of money, but, um, um, so there were some stresses, but we were happy. We, we had a house and we had our child, we had our young boy, Jacob, that that we were, uh, um, you know, that we were raising and, and, and things were pretty good. They were pretty good. We, we began to build our own traditions for holidays and, uh, Christmas and things that we wanted to do on birthdays and things like that.
1: And so at some point in your marriage, you ran into some trouble, um, and got you to a point where you reached out for help. So what was it that, that caused that?
2: We did. So, um, the, what they call the honeymoon period, um, I guess wore off pretty quickly. In, in the marriage. And we began to have some issues. Um, she, the, the relationship that she was in prior to getting married the, with uh, our child's biological father um, was not good. There was, a, there was a lot of abuse and there was a lot of um, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Um, and in fact, she actually left him and went back to him several times. Um, because of manipulation. And then she actually, uh, ended up being removed from that situation when she went back the last time he wouldn't let her even leave the house. And, uh, my, my father-in-law and, and, uh, and some police officers actually had to go and remove her from the situation. So it was bad. So with that being the case, she had a lot of trust issues overall. And that led to a lot of issues in our marriage. Um, and, as, as that, because of my lack of, of skills of communication and, and being able to understand that, um, that led to us growing apart, uh, pretty fast within the first, probably four or five years. And because there was this emotional divide between us, um, uh, you know, it, it, it just, things just got worse. And, and I actually ended up having an affair, um, on, on my wife, which, which she didn't find out about for, for several years. Um, it was short lived, uh, few weeks and, and that was it. Um, and, but, but there were many of them, uh, almost, almost five short lived affairs like that, uh, over the course of about, of about four or five years.
1: I know our listeners, because we hear it all the time on Facebook is just wanting to understand you know, going back to to when it first happened and you first made that choice to have an affair. What was going through your mind at that point? Um, but how, because there's, there's so many people who are in your wife's shoes who are kind of like, I just don't understand. Um, and this is nothing that I'm asking here is trying to, um, you know, condemn you because actually it's amazing that you're here and that you've come so far and that you're able to talk so freely about it. So help, help our listeners understand how it happened, what was going through your mind at the time, um, and how your how we, your interactions with your wife at that time, um, you know, at the time when she didn't know it was going on.
2: Absolutely. So, um, you know, it, it actually, so I, I, w- I owned a personal training company and, uh, the, um, the affair partner was one of my female clients. And, uh, so we spent a, a pretty fair amount of time together. She trained with me for about three hours a week. Um, uh, and on, on, you know, for one hour sessions and, um, you know, when I would come home, um, of course we had two children at the time and, uh, when I would come home, my my wife was just oftentimes, and of course my a lot of it's due to my lack of empathy and and just me being selfish overall. But um, um, I would come home, and, and of course I've I've been working all day, and and as a personal trainer, you know you're talking to people all day long. You're trying to you're trying to sell new personal training packages and you're trying to plug clients in with some of the trainers that are working for you and you're trying to get all this done. So when I would come home, she'd been home with two, two children, um, for most of the day. And oftentimes we wouldn't, we just, neither one of us had any energy to talk. We wouldn't talk. And, um, so I would come home and, you know, we, we would, uh, you know, maybe eat dinner and, and, um, you know, go in, sit on the couch and, maybe watch TV for a little while. And, and that was really about it. That was kind of our evenings. We didn't have a lot of interaction together. Um, and so with this being the case, um, we just kind of grew apart and, and it wasn't that I, I wasn't mad at my wife. Um, while, while we did have, uh, some interactions still, um, regarding, um, you know, like I had mentioned before, kind of her even even at that point, her kind of looking over my shoulder because she had a lot of of trust issues and and this sort of thing from her prior relationship. Um, that 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 was already happening in our marriage even before there were any affairs, and and so that that kind of bothered me. Um, and so as we would um, as we went through this kind of time this particularly, this particularly attractive female that was a client of mine, um, began to show interest and, and, and just would ask me things that, um, were not inappropriate necessarily, but, but she would ask, you know, well, well, um, how are you doing? And, 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 you know, how, how is this going? And, uh, how are you feeling about that? You know, things like that, that, my wife never asked, you know, she wouldn't, ne- my wife never asked how I felt about something. And so I was like, wow, I mean, this, this individual is interested in how I feel even. Um, whereas my wife almost never asked that. And it, it's not her fault necessarily. I'm not, again, it's, uh, it's definitely not her fault that I had the affair. Um, but I, I don't think she knew to ask that. And I didn't know how to ask her, you know, I didn't know how to even express, Hey, listen, this is how I'm feeling. And so with that being the case, um, this emotional attachment began to develop with this client. And, uh, like I said, it didn't last long, uh, maybe, maybe three, four weeks, but, uh, we ended up meeting for, for lunch one day. And then from there, you know, we ended up meeting at other places and, and things developed and, and, uh, um, it happened really quickly and then it ended really quickly.
1: And then um, at that point, d- did you consider telling your wife about it?
2: Many, many times, many times. There were times when, um, I, I, I couldn't sleep, you know, because it was, it was just killing me. It was eating me up inside. And so there were times when she would be asleep and I would just, I would just want to tell her, I would just want to, um, you know, just kind of, well, maybe if I tell her while she's sleeping, you know, maybe she'll, she'll get it in a dream or something. And, 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 uh, and then it won't be so bad, <laughs> you know, the reaction won't be so terrible. Um, cause I think that's the thing is, uh, I think we all fear, um, the reaction of our spouse when we, when we tell them, you know, what's, what's going to happen. Are they going to divorce me? Are they going to throw something at me? Are they going to cry? Or, you know, what's, what's going to, am I going to be kicked out of the house? Are they going to try to kick me out of my house? What's going to happen? So, um, and then of course there, there, there's aside from the fear of what's going to happen to us, it's, we don't want to hurt them. And, um, there's the old saying of what they don't know won't hurt them. And, and my thought was it's over now anyway. So what difference does it make? Um, if she doesn't know, then I'm moving on and I'm just going to work to be better. And that was kind of the resolve at that time. Um, unfortunately um, it also made it where once you do something once it's oftentimes easier to do again and again, unless the, unless the, correct skills are implemented and put into place.
1: And when it, so when it all came out with the the final time and, and she found out um, what was kind of your initial reaction to her finding out?
2: So when she found out um, actually the way she found out is, is, is <laughs> the, the lady that I was, um, having an affair with at the time, we, we had both broken it off, but she, it was eating her up. So she actually called my wife and and told her, um, that, that this had been happening. And, um, so, um, I was at work and, and my wife called me and just, you know, said, Hey, listen, I just got off the phone with this individual and, um, she told me everything. And of course I was like, Oh man, like this is not good. Um, by this time I had started a remodeling company and, and I was, um, we were, we were building an addition on a house at the time. And, um, so I was actually on a job site (laughs) and I was just like, Oh man, like how do I even respond to this? Um, and she said, you know, don't, just don't even come home tonight. Don't come home. And I said, "Well, I have to come home because I, A, I don't have anything in my truck or anything like that, but b) um, I, 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 of course, love my boys. I wanted to see my kids, so I came. I, I went home that night, and we, after the kids went down, um, we sat down in the room, in the bedroom, and, and we talked about it. And, and you know, she said, "Is this true? Is this true? Is this true?" Is this true? Of course that that lady didn't tell her absolutely everything. Um, so as far as what she knew, I figured yeah, that's all true. You that yes it is. So at that point um again, I, I didn't see any real reason in you know divulging every little detail. The fact is all, all she needed to know in my mind was that there was an affair and it was with this individual and Um, and, and that's it, that's that, but it's over now. Um, and so of course she was very emotional and, you know, crying and yelling and, you know, this kind of stuff. And so with that being the case, um, I, I I couldn't bring myself at that time to tell her about all the other ones, about the other four. So I just thought if she finds out fine. I'll tell her. But, um, if not, what's the difference if it's one or if it's six, she knows, and that trust has been broken. And so therefore the, the results going to be the same is is how I felt.
1: And I think a, a lot of what we hear from our audience is how could this man who supposedly loves me lie And that's something that a lot of people wrestle with, like, you know, I understand that he or she has done this, has had an affair, but then how can, when I ask him a direct question, you know, did you sleep with her or was there anyone else or did you text her? How could you lie? Help, help, help us understand what the reason it was.
2: Right. Um, And, you know, and, and that's something, so now that my wife has left me, that is something that she has brought up to me in, in part of the the reason why she left is, is she feels like, you know, you haven't told me everything and you're a liar and this kind of thing. Um, you know, part of the way that works. And, 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 you know, I, I know so many people ask this, um, um, if, you know, even my own brother said, well, if you really loved her, you know, how could you have an affair on her? And I'm like, it's because it's not that the, the affair, first of all, the affair all the affairs were not because I didn't love my wife. Um, it was because there was something missing in my marriage that because of my lack of ability to voice it or even communicate it correctly. And, and also my wife's lack of skills. I mean, frankly, you know, we both lacked, uh, still lack even now a lot of skills on on how to deal with contention and confrontation and 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 just these issues and and how to voice our opinion and our our feelings in a healthy manner um and so it wasn't that i didn't love her that that these things happened and uh so that there's there's a couple things that go into the lying um First off, there's, there's the immediate human reaction of self preservation, right? Um, so it, it, it's that, that initial, you know, when if, you know, if you walked in and there was a broken window in, in a, in a, in a house and, and your dad says, you know, to you and your siblings, who broke the window? Everybody's going to go, I mean, you know, so it must have been a ghost, right? That broke the window. Um, it's kind of that same kind of, knee jerk reaction, I would say, because when you're in that situation and your spouse is, is not, not needling you, but you know, they're, they're coming at you with questions and not just one, lots of questions and you're trying to answer them. Oftentimes it's just the knee jerk reaction of, yeah, no, this is the only one or, um, it only happened a couple times or, you know, as they're saying, well, how many times and is this the only one and and where did it happen and who did it happen with? And, you know, and so you're being grilled, grilled, grilled. Um, oftentimes it's the, the knee jerk reaction is, is are the answers that oftentimes aren't truthful. Um, and so and then so there's that. And then as we as the conversation drew on. Um, and I began to see that. She actually had a willingness to forgive me and to make things work. Um, it was also the idea of, well, she has this willingness to make things work and she knows plenty now. Um, like I said, you know, at that point, you know, the trust is broken and, and trust, once it's lost, it's so difficult to get back. Um, and, you know, the, the thought is, is, um, you don't want to hurt that individual by divulging more information um, than what you feel like they need to have, and also um, you see that there's progress being made as far as forgiveness and moving through and, and and moving past and forward, and so you also feel like you don't want to hurt that progress. You don't want to hurt that process of of the opportunity to. Mend things, um, and so you end up in this kind of, you know. That, I think that's why these these types of situations are so dangerous to marriages because you end up in this quandary of of being honest and 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 being dishonest and half truths and and um, other people having been a part of your your marriage now and and trust being lost and and it's it, it's quite a quandary. it's quite a, quite a problem to try to solve, especially when you're very emotional at the time.
1: So how did you find marriage helper?
2: So probably, probably similar to how a lot of people find marriage helper. I was, um, my wife had left me. She had taken my children. I hadn't seen my children for almost three weeks. Um, I had been in contact with a lawyer at this time. I, I had a, a, a court date that had been expedited for me to get my kids back. Um, but I was sitting at my laptop, uh, one night and I just was in dire need for answers. And I had been, I had been praying. I had been reading. I'd been doing all these things that, you know, theoretically I thought that we were supposed to do, particularly when we were in a tough situation. And I ended up Googling how to get your spouse back after they filed for divorce. Um, And sure enough, Marriage Helper was one of the first videos to come up on, on Google, their YouTube video. And they had a video that was titled almost that exact title, which was odd. And I watched it and I thought, these, these guys are full of crap. (laughs) I was like, I really did. I thought that no way is that stuff going to work. That just doesn't make sense. So I watched other videos though. So of course with YouTube, there were, there were other videos from other, Um, producers, uh, and I watched some other videos, but as I watched the other videos, I thought that they were even more full of crap than the, than the marriage helper people. So I thought, I thought, well, man, these people are, I don't think these people know what they're talking about either. And so I, I went back to the marriage helper video and I clicked on another one of their videos. And it was Dr. Beam's video on, um, should I fight for my marriage? And so I watched that video. And I, I thought, you know, this, this old guy, he, he knows something, he's got some tricks. So, um, of course they're not tricks. It's, it's not, um, you know, it's not manipulation. They aren't tricks. Um, but, but I knew that he knew something. He just, the calmness to which he came across on the video and, um, So I began watching more videos, watching and watching. And I spent many hours every day watching videos at this point. I wasn't even going to work. I I couldn't, I, um, I hadn't, my wife had spoken to me only once since she had left on the phone. I, I, I wasn't seeing my children. I wasn't speaking to my children. I was just, um, I guess for all intents and purposes, probably really depressed. Um, so I, I wasn't going to work. So I was spending a lot of time at home watching YouTube videos of marriage helper channels and, and, uh, I watched a lot of videos of of um I mean you name it if if I could find it. I watched it with uh, Jim Porto on and Kimberly Holmes and you know, anybody that was re, that was associated with marriage helper, I, I watched their videos. And as I did, I began to kind to, to have hope. I, I began to think to myself, like, man, I this could happen. This 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 very well could be something that um, you know, with, with enough work and with enough change that this, this could happen. And so through, once I did that, I, I contacted, um, I reached out. I, at the end of one of Kimberly's videos was a, was the phone number, you know, call us if you have any questions. So I did, I called and, and I got put in contact with Johnny uh, Card, Cardwell, I think. And, um, and Johnny told me about the, the programs and, and the, the workshops. And actually at first he told me about the online save my marriage program. That's all online. Um, the one that, that you can purchase and is kind of self-guided. And, uh, and I thought about it and I said, I don't know, but, um, but I got onto the marriage helper website and I, and I saw all the courses they offered. and, And I actually, the first one I ever bought was the smart contact toolkit. And so I, I bought that and and I started watching that and working my way through that. And of course, with that, uh came the Pies University um boot camp um that that I got as a as a bonus for half price or something. It was like an extra three dollars and fifty cents or something. So I said, Okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy that too. Uh it can't hurt, right? Now at this point I, you know, I was feeling so desperate that you know, surely it can't hurt my ability to get my marriage back. And so as I was doing these, um, I saw that they offered a solo save my marriage workshop because I I already knew about the save my marriage workshop for, for couples. And I, I, at this time I had already passed it by my wife, uh, a few times and she was having no part of that. She was like, that will never happen um, in fact, she responded, do they have a workshop for help? I'm married to a liar and, and I don't want to be with him anymore. You know, that was her response. And, um, of course those comments really hurt, but, uh, um, so I, I thought, well, she's never going to go to this workshop. So best thing I could do is probably just go by myself and, and learn what I can and just apply it and just hope that, that it works. So, um, with that being the case, I, I, I contacted Johnny and I got the package deal of the online solo save my marriage workshop and the online self-guided save my marriage workshop. And it was, uh, he gave me a package deal where it was a little cheaper to get, to get them together. So I started the online self-guided workshop before the solo workshop.
1: Yeah, and I think just I'm gonna just jump in there, just so everyone's clear that so the the Save My Marriage as you're describing it self-guided, that's our Save My Marriage online course. So you can like you say, you can buy that, you can do it at your home, you can work through at your own time. Um and that's really the foundations of how to save your marriage. And then the solar spouse workshop, that's really like as completely as you describe it, it's the couples workshop, our, you know, ongoing 20 year turnaround couples workshop. Um, but really specifically for one spouse, if you're at the point where your spouse can't, can't come, doesn't want to come to a workshop, you can have that same workshop experience the three day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, by yourself. So the whole, um, workshop is full of people in a similar position to you. Um, and this one, it was it, Doctor um, Beam who was running the workshop for you.
2: It was yes. So, um, so yes, like you said, I I, I kind of started the, uh, I guess the the more roundabout version, and then once once I started the solo workshop, it was kind of more the meat and potatoes of it, and Doctor Beam taught it uh, along with Melody, and. Um, both of them did very well. Melody was actually my breakout group leader and she was fantastic. And, and of course, Dr. Beam, um, I think everybody, everybody there really, um, you know, he, he just has a way to, to attach people to him or people seem to want to be attached to him. And then of course, uh, um, so that was great. That it really was the whole course was really good. Um. And, and, and we learned a lot. And of course, even Alice was on there for, for about an hour and some change and, and spoke to us a little bit about her, um, process of forgiveness and, and, uh, allowing reconciliation in her marriage and things like that.
1: And so you mentioned that you'd done marriage counseling before, how would you say the workshop is different from what you'd learned previously?
2: Um, well, so the, the workshop got more into the why, right? So there's, there's the, you know, there, there's the how and the what and the why. And, and the workshop really addressed the why and the how, um, but, but they leave the how, you know, uh, Dr. Beam mentioned several times that, you know, we'll never tell you what to do. Um, and, and they don't. Um, uh, but the why was important to me because as as we were going through the workshop, I had a lot of aha moments where I, I said, well, oh, well, that explains that more because we got into the personalities and, and even the um, attachment styles of of, you know, how we attach ourselves to our partner and, and even the why we were attached in that way. Um, and that, that was a big deal for me because I, I, I learned a ton about just, you know, kind of when, when you understand the why behind something, it becomes easier to, I think, address the problem because you understand why it's happening or, or why the problem was there in the first place. Um, the marriage counselor that we had before, like I said, was, was a nice person. She, she was a very nice lady, um, she wasn't much older than we were she was maybe 5 or 6 years older than than my wife and i at the time and um but she didn't uh, she didn't really address any of the why um she just kind of addressed the what you know the the problem that was there and then what in in her mind was the how to deal with it and that was you know go on more dates and do special things for each other and um, text each other during the day and, and that kind of stuff. And, which we did, we did do. Um, but that faded. Um, and as that faded, the change in our marriage. Now, I wasn't continuing to have affairs, um, and, and that kind of stuff, but the, the change that was needed to heal our marriage never took place because, Um, neither of us really understood each other. I didn't understand my wife. She didn't understand me. And towards the end, to be quite honest, I don't know that she cared to understand me. Um, but, uh, we, we just simply didn't understand each other. Um, I couldn't understand why she was continuing to, you know, here we were at this, by this point, by the time she left, this was four, four and a half years after the last affair. And so I couldn't understand how she was continuing to um, act like my mother uh, and and look over my shoulder and and all this stuff. And she couldn't understand how I didn't understand that, you know. And and it created contention. It created contention and and uh, a lot of fights and arguments in our marriage at that time.
1: And what would say? What would you say? What would you say is one of the um, most memorable things that you took away from the workshop?
2: Um, aside from the people. So um, one of the advantages to that workshop is being in there. Obviously we did it all through zoom, but you still felt like you were all in one room and, and just, I, I still, in, in my mind's eye, I can still see all the faces and knowing that there were other people that were in your situation and, and, not your exact situation, because everybody's different, but, but so many of the situations were so similar. And um, and that, that the people also weren't all, you know, some of them were women, some of them were men. And some of them, you know, we had a guy from Sweden and, uh, you know, a lady from South Africa. And uh, so that being the case, um, it, it was people from around the world, around the globe. And they were trying to do the same thing you were trying to do, and that was to save their marriage and and figure out how to put it back together and mend it and gain the skills needed and and learning how to not be controlling and maybe even learning how to be a little more controlling and, and uh, uh, all these different aspects. And and that was a big, big takeaway for me was because I think so often in these, this process, when you find yourself in this process, you feel so isolated and so alone. And you feel like, you know, you're kind of watching the world go by and you see people who are, you know, who are happy and you just can't feel that happiness because you, you feel like your life's falling apart. And, um, so with the, with the workshop, the fact that there were other people there, um, that shared your plight, so to speak, uh, was a big, big part of it. That was a big deal in my mind because it, it, it gave me hope and and it helps you not feel so isolated and so alone. Um, aside from that though, the, the biggest takeaway as far as the skills is, um, like I said, understanding your personality. And then of course my wife won't take the personality test. I've offered it to her. Uh, she's not interested, but, um, but understanding basically what, what she probably is and and how that personality interacts and being able to kind of develop your own interaction plan. Um, I guess it's not something that's called in the workshop, but how to interact with that individual on a healthy, safe level that will try to help rebuild trust and, and, um, learning about that, you know, the love path and, and, uh, the law of attraction and and how that works. I mean, uh, like Dr. Beam said, these are all things that, that are, they're proven. They're, they're real things.
1: Mm. So how, how's your relationship right now? Are you noticing some change?
2: As far as my relationship right now with my wife, it is not great. Uh, it is still not great. Um, but we are early in the process. It's only been since June that she left. So, um, we're, we're, we are early in the process, but it's not great. She, so we do, my wife and I have four children together and, uh, in, in the temporary hearing we were granted 50, 50 custody and we rotate through the house actually. So my children stay in the house full time and, because I have family here and because she has family here, um, we we live in the house for a week at a time with our children for, our, for the week that we have the custody. And then we rotate out and go live with our family members um, uh, during the week off. And so with that being the case, there are some instances where she has no choice but to interact with me. Um, her feeling as of two days ago uh, a text that I got from her is I don't want to talk to you any more than I have to. And I don't want to see you any more than I have to. Um, which of course is hard to hear. Uh, but um, I just said, okay, you know, that's fine and moved on. I mean, what, what are you going to do? You know, I'm not going to argue with her and say, well, you have to see me and you have to talk to me and, and, you know, you're still my wife and, you know, cause in South Carolina, um, unless there's an, ex, a, 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 a circumstance that requires it in South Carolina, you can't get divorced for a year. So we have to be separated for a full year before the divorce can be finalized. And so she is still my wife and, and I'm still her husband. We're still married legally. And regardless of whether she wants to see me or not, or whether she likes that fact, it it is what it is. Um, and so with that being the case, that's kind of where our relationship is right now. We talk about things when we have to, when it comes to the children. And outside of that, we don't have a whole lot of contact. And so I've I've been trying to implement and, and practice the smart contact. That is very, very important. I would say that uh, the workshop is fantastic. It's great. But if anybody really, uh, if, if you go through the solo workshop, you I, I think it's very, very important that you have that smart contact toolkit afterwards. Um, because that smart contact toolkit helps you to implement many of the things that you learn in the workshop and, and how to implement it correctly, uh, in your relationship so that you can apply those principles. So I've been trying it. I've not been perfect at it. Um, my wife and I have had some, some arguments over text, which of course is stupid and, shouldn't be done. And it, when it ends, I'm like, ah, like, God, ah, that wasn't smart contact. That was so stupid. Like, why would I say that? Why didn't I just show more patience? or, but it's, it's a working progress. Um I, I do still have hope. I do. I, I, I believe that, um, at some point, uh, something will happen and, and it will click. Uh, It'll click for me where it'll become just part of my everyday life, part of my everyday, um, personality and and the way I interact with people as a whole. But I think it'll also click for my wife where she'll realize that, um, because see, uh, because we have these four children and, and we, we live and we both have businesses in, in the area, in the city that, that I live in, um, you know, we really don't have any choice but to see each other at least on a weekly basis. And so I I think at some point she will, at least I hope that she will see uh, the changes that I'm trying to make and and that I'm putting in and that she will, that it'll click for her that that I am somebody that I am the person that she originally fell in love with and uh, that I'm somebody that that can, that can earn her trust back and earn her love back. Um, And, and, and the workshop really helped me see a lot of that.
1: Hmm. well thank you Stephen thank you for being so honest um and open about your story and where you've come from and I think it's obvious to see that um you've done a lot of work inside of you and I also have hope for your marriage hoping and praying that it will come back together but even even if it doesn't as we always say if anything works this will but even if it doesn't um I can see that you have a lot of strength inside of you. So, if if you were talking to someone who is in your exact situation four years ago, let's say when you were kind of in the crazy, craziness and they've and they've just found out about Marriage Helper, just kind of learning about um, the kind of things they could do, what would you what would you say to that person right now?
2: Man, so many things. But the big thing that I would say is, A, um, find the correct help. That's the big thing. Find the correct help. B, um, get the marriage helper workshops. Use them and apply them. I, I think every day that if I had found this four years ago, I would not be in the position I'm in right now. In fact, I know I wouldn't be. Um, because four years ago, my wife was willing to work on my marriage and, and while there was a very, very, we were in the middle of a very turbulent storm, so to speak, as far as where we were in our marriage, um, had we had the correct tools to implement, to, to repair it, um, it, it would have been, and I wouldn't have been, I would not be here right now. Um, and so I, I would say a don't give up there. There's hope. Um, and then, uh, and then B I would say, uh, you know, uh, the, the, regardless of, of the cost of, of the workshops or anything, it's much cheaper than a divorce. I can promise you that. Uh, and and so therefore, uh, it, it's, it's worth it. It is worth it. It's worth its weight in gold uh, by a long shot.
1: Well, thank you, Stephen. Thank you for that. Um, and as I said, wishing you all the very best in the future. And I hope you stay in touch and can let us know how you're getting on.
2: Absolutely, I will. Thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops and coaching. We exist to help save marriages and strengthen families. We look forward to interacting with you on the next episode of Relationship Radio.